the CMXU Rookie Report, brought to you by KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, and Gas Gas Canada. Also brought to you by Racetech and Charlie Johnson Racing, with your host, Ryan Gauld. Still looking for the proper name for this midweek podcast, but uh, we were calling it kind of a rookie report, but this is not a rookie that we're going to be talking to. It's going to be one of the men that did damn well this past weekend at Wild Rose Round 3. But before we get into that, i got to give a big shout-out and thank you to KTM, uh, Gas Gas, and Husqvarna Canada, big supporters of the show. Um, thank you very much, Allison Thompson and the KTM group for jumping on board and supporting everything we do. And Race Tech Suspension, did you know that everything uh, that Race Tech makes is made 100% in the USA and guaranteed? Uh, Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension is our outlet out in Alberta. If you are looking to get into the Race Tech family, hit us up, DM us, find us, or hit up Charlie Johnson Racing and get yourself a set of Race Tech. It will do nothing but make you faster and better and rise to the top, just like our friend Ryan Lockhart. But now back to the so-called rookie report. Not a, such a rookie, though. Uh, this one's going to be a good one. I'm super pumped to have this guy on. He had a great weekend at Wild Rose. We're going to get into that and so much more. Uh, Austin Jones from the MX101 FXR Yamaha team. Buddy, first off, thanks for your time. I know you are a very busy man here today. Ah, thank you. Yeah, you know, getting, getting the track ready for the big AMO event this weekend. So boys have been working hard. Gus, Chris, and Kev. Uh, should be a good weekend. So when you say getting the track ready, like am I am I getting the premier effort here? Like it's not everybody's tired from the West Coast Pro Swing. Like I'm going to get an A plus race here for my ammo event. Hundred percent. You know, <laughs> little, little dance, little dance rehearsal for our nationals. So ah, grass is getting cut. We're going to prep a little bit differently. Try some things. All the good stuff. I like it. Well put. A dance rehearsal. I like that. Uh, are you a dancer? Can you dance? Um, like the real dance, not the setup for the track. <laughs> nah, you know I'm gonna say no. I'm sure some other people have seen me at my at my finest, and I could bust some moves. Okay, so you got some you got some moves in there. May I, we might have to work on this. And I mean, the results on the weekend might have did you get it might have got you dancing a little bit. But we'll get into that. Um, Austin, let's start kind of where the beginning. I know there's lots of people out there that probably don't know a ton about you. Um, just kind of tell me how you got into the sport um, up to this point. Um, I know you kind of started a little bit late compared to other racers, but just give me a little bit of, uh, I like to call it the lay of the land on, on how we got to today. Uh, yeah, so my buddies I went to elementary school with had some bikes, and they lived not far. And I kept riding their bikes. I was like, yeah, I want to do this. So my dad got me a bike. I think it was 10 or 11. And we started racing some MRS stuff and just having fun. Um, I won a couple like B titles at MMRS type of thing on 60s and 85s. Um, and then some stuff at home, you know, I, I went away for a few years. And when I was able to drive, I'm like, I want to go back. I want to do this. I want to give it a run. So I got myself a bike and just kept coming to the track, riding pretty much every day I could. Um, and then one day I was like, hey, we're gonna go racing again. So I got myself some new bikes back to MMRS, uh, was battling an intermediate, all that stuff. And then Kev was like, oh, Luke Renslin's not coming up, you know, here's a motorcycle, I'll give you some help. And it's all developed from there. Um, and it's been awesome. Uh, that was actually gonna be the next thing. Like how did the MX-101 thing come together? So we just kind of, 
it was random. You spent time there and, and rode there and stuff like that. It was like, hey, I got some bikes here. You seem like a good kid, and let's uh, let's have some fun kind of thing. Yeah, in the COVID year when Rensland didn't come up, I hit Kevin, I'm like, you got any bikes for sale? Um, he's like, yeah, you buy bikes, I'll help you, you know, we'll get to the races, we will, uh, it was East Coast only at that time, so that made everything pretty simple, um, and, you know, I'm here four or five days a week before this, riding whenever I can, he's like, he saw what I could do here, here's some bikes, here's some help, let's go do this, you know, my buddy Jamie Powell and I, and we just we just went off, went there, and um, okay. Let's get into current situation. On the weekend, you went thirteen ten, tenth, matching the best moto finish of your career. Like you said in my interview at the end of the day, you got a tenth in a moto um, back in the COVID years. But you said that didn't count. How come you didn't want to give that one a count? Well, you know, the field was depleted, East Coast only. It counts on paper, but it's not half half the field it was this year. So true enough. Um, yeah, the the field is stacked, and I mean, I don't know if you listened to our preview pod. We had you in the uh, you know fifteen, thirteen to fifteen range. Obviously, not on the front side of things, but. I feel like you've pleasantly surprised even myself and maybe yourself a little bit. You've been pretty consistent. Obviously, had I think it was the very first moto at Edmonton, um, something happened. But since then, you've been, you know, 15, 16, 14, 14 at Kamloops and then 13, 10 on the weekend. Uh, just give me, you know, um, I don't know. I guess if you give me a, a grade or how you're feeling after the three rounds. Um, I always knew this was here. Kev knew it was here too that's why i'm in the position i am for sure but it's been really a struggle for me to race my race craft hasn't been there i think lacking a little bit of confidence um i actually qualified ninth in edmonton and that trying to help you know strike the fire a little bit so i'm not uh complaining much there on that but then in edmonton i actually ran into seb on the start lost my front brake, and i could not finish that photo so that's where that went wrong. Okay. Um, but then Kamloops, I I was actually feeling pretty good. You know, I qualified like 24, and I'm like, oh boy, this is not good. <laughs> so I had to put that behind. I had to put that behind me, and you know, head down for 14-14, which was a step in the right direction. You know, we wanted to start 15-ish, heading east, but uh, I exceeded my own expectations on the east coast or the west coast. Sorry, I'd say last weekend with the 13-10, but. You know, you always want more, and we're always striving for more. Um, so, yeah, this past weekend, um, you know, you're an Ontario boy, uh, even doing the MMRS stuff, a lot of sand tracks other than Madoc back in the day. Um, but, like, loose soil, berms, that's, you know, and then Sandalee obviously being kind of your home turf. You wouldn't think that this kind of weekend would go as good as it did, but like you said, you've been putting in the work and always striving for more. What was it about this weekend that, that kind of clicked for you Um because it wasn't easy. Again, almost every track, you know, the Edmonton was tough just because it was concrete and no lines, no passing. And then in Kamloops, like some of the ruts were, oh, my God, they were football fields long. And, and, and then, of course, the long motos. And then this past weekend, you had a little bit of the weather in the morning and then the long ruts and the, and the concrete start. Like, this shouldn't have been one of your places, but it was. And, and the cool part was is you didn't start 13th and 10th. You moved up to those positions. 
Yeah, the starts were terrible. We'll try and play. Hey, I saw actually go back. Uh, was I think it was Instagram? I saw you and Seb were practicing starts off the wash pad at MX One One. Yep. I figured I'd get in more trouble not doing starts than I would wrecking his grass. <laughs> so we 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 put in some work on the concrete starts, and it worked okay in my first moto start, but I spun in the second moto. But yeah, um, we made a decision to go to California this winter for the sole reason of rough tracks and more hard pack because I'll hit a sand berm wide open no issue but the moment i'm in ruts you know i'm a little bit uneasy i don't trust stuff so some bikes set up in california with moth was big to the program you know learning my motorcycle what it all does and that stuff helped a lot and we made a big suspension change in the off season with joe and that that i give a lot of credit to as to uh what's helped this year um, let's lean on the moth thing there. I made a joke that he was the dad uh, in the pit there uh, with you and Sebastian, obviously being so much younger than him. Uh, tell me what kind of things moth brings to the table for you and, and what you've learned uh, just kind of watching him or doing things like under the tent. Um, I mean, you know, the good old saying, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. and He's won the championship that we're in, so... Just seeing the way that he goes after everything, what he does during the week, you know, even as simple as eating, his moto schedule, all that stuff. I've learned a lot, too. The bike setup thing becomes big. He is a lot smarter than everyone gives him credit for, and it's, it's pretty cool and neat to be surrounded by with him and then the people he surrounds himself with, you know. We're with Dubok, we're with Kiefer, we're with Adrian from Ride Engineering four times a week in California, and all that stuff learning what your motorcycle does it's cool when you know what your bike does how much uh much better you can set it up and all that stuff um you kind of started a little bit late you know compared to some right most people start when they're four or five that have these these long careers um do you feel like you're did you, you feel do you feel like you missed anything not starting at, at say that four or five years old like you said you started around 11 or 12 do you feel like you missed anything or do you feel like your career or where you're sitting at right now because your career's got a lot more years left in it um that you're you're happy and like you still want it like for instance i've always said sometimes if you start too young and once you get to like 18 or 19 you've been doing this for like 15 years and people get burnt out really easy are you still like striving to want more all the time and you always see more and then you know like working towards more kind of thing like you still have a lot of that um fight left in you because you didn't start as a kid 100 percent. you know there's still there has been many days that i can think of that i've been like i don't want to do this or i don't want to do my motos every day it's what can i do better how can i be better i want to run up front with these guys and it's awesome that i'm still striving for that and i've never really thought of what if i had to start earlier but it's uh what if I put in the work and keep going? Where can I go? Um, talk about Kevin Tyler. Um, we grew up together racing. He's a little bit older than me. He's actually going to be 50 next year, uh, I believe, or is it this year? I can't remember if it's this year or next year. But um, uh, we'll, we'll give him next year, make him feel young. There you go. Okay. Um, he's arguably, and I said this in the interview I did with him last week, about he's just one of the best guys I feel in the pits, the knowledge. He's so calm. Uh, relax, dealing with, you know, Moffabire, the older guy, you guys, the young kids, the resume of racers. He's had Dylan Wright, had Jess Pettis and Jimmy Dakotas and Luke Renslin. These like these names and, and of, of iconic stature. 
Um, just give me your sort of overall look and thought of, of how Kevin does the team. And, and, you know, obviously you're biased here. You ride from right now, but I know you're going to be honest as well, because our, I, like I said, he's, he's one of the best guys I believe in earnest. He's super trustworthy and all that kind of stuff. Just give me your two cents on it because uh, I, from where you're sitting and how you got into it, I feel like it's a very humbling story. Uh, it's pretty awesome. It's funny. I didn't really know, you know, who Kevin Tyler really was behind the scenes. You know, I just think he's Kevin from the track until like four years ago, right before I had uh, became a part of the team. And still to this day, you know, you hear new stories and all this stuff. And it's it's pretty cool seeing what he's done, where he's been, you know, even his AMA experience, all that stuff. But I'm in a spot that, you know, a lot of people want to be in. And that's why I strive to be better all the time. Uh, and he's great. There's even times it's like, Kev, come on, give us shit. You know, yell at us, get us going. But he's always just super calm, cool, and collected. And when it comes time to, to do what he's got to do, he does it best. Um, are, uh, there's a good question. Are, are you a guy that when you learn or when you need to learn, you need to be yelled at or get smacked on the ass and, and more forced to it? Or is it is it the calm sort of chat that gets you to the next level? Because... I remember watching you at Dreamland. Cody and Luke are pretty calm guys. Same with kind of Kevin. Do you need a bit of a punch sometimes to get going, a bit of motivation? Um, I wouldn't say it's the motivation part, but it's like, you know, you get your head out of your ass and get a start. That was when he, that's the only time he's had to, you know, really be stern with me. And other than that, it's, I can see where the way he comes across and I understand exactly what he's saying. So, other than the start things, he's great. But the start, I need a little bit of yelling. You know, we need to we need to figure that out. We need to get our crap together there and get a start. What do you think it is? Is it just confidence? Because it, it's obviously not the bike. You guys got a great bike. Is it just confidence? Is it you? Are you double clutching? Let's take away the concrete this weekend. Back to normal starts. But like, what do you think is the biggest issue? Uh, it's me. I think it's my clutch release. I think I'm. I think instead of you know more of a pop style i'm kind of riding the clutch a little bit and that's letting those guys get their handlebars in front of me and you know when their buyers in front of me there's nothing you can really do so yeah i mean we got three weeks here to figure it out and we got some practice gate drops coming up this weekend so we're gonna try some new things and try and figure it out to be better for gopher okay so we had a pretty good round you're you hit you've you've sniffed the top 10 there you got a 10th at a moto um do the goals change now or do they stay the same um actually like what was your goal coming into the west and now with the 10th does it change um no we're gonna we want to be top 10 every moto in the in the east that's the goal um out, out west it was 15th you know get closer to the 10 but we're gonna keep the goals the same obviously we always want more but we need to be satisfied with what we came in chasing and you know change the game plan for next year not mid-season um what is jonesy do away from the track for fun it, like golf are you hooked on ice cream are you like chasing chicks you like reading romantic novels you've, you've got a fetish with toenails i don't know what what is what does austin jones do when he's not riding a dirt bike i mean i think everyone's got to stay chasing chicks <laughs> yes uh love fixing bikes that's a big thing you know behind the scenes i'm always in the shop working you know how can we make our bikes better what can we do to long stuff or uh hopping in the dozer at the track and doing some track work um pretty much all their bikes there's not much else that happens other than that um i got a text sent to me 
saying that you're one of the best kids that uh, this person has ever had the chance to work with. Uh, he even shared a story that you sent him a $10 gift card for Christmas saying thank you for all that he does. Um, you sound very humbled. Is this something that your dad taught you or is it something you've learned going to the track? Because sometimes when you get to the races, right, you can have kids with a little bit of an ego and a bit of a chip on their shoulder because, hey, I ride dirt bikes. I'm fucking cool. Look at my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't seem like that at all, which is a refreshing thing. And then I, I've got people that back that thought up as well. Uh, like, again, is this something your old man kind of instilled in you or is this something you've learned all on your own by going to the track? Um, I think the, the thing that I learned the most from starting late is that you don't have to be the superstar at six years old. And that's what's kept me really humble is that, you know, I started years after these guys and I've got to this point. So it's cool to see the different levels at the young age and how it's, it doesn't matter when you start, where you're finishing on a 65, you know, anything's possible. You just got to put your mind to it. And I want to show the kids that, that they have to think the same way, you know everything's okay it doesn't matter if you lose a race when you're on your 65 we're all striving to be a champion at some day and that's what i want to see these kids do and i want to help them get there uh speaking of that you just told me you got six more lessons today you've done a bunch of lessons this morning you like doing that like transferring that information to a younger generation whether they become a racer or they just ride their bike um you like doing that yeah, I, I love teaching the racers. Um, it's fun, you know. I've spent three winters with Cody Rensland at KRMC, and I've learned not only a lot on the bike, but a lot of teaching benefits and stuff to for me to relay to these kids and all that stuff. And it's, it's cool to watch them progress and get better finishes as the year goes on, and I really enjoy that stuff. Yeah, that's the one thing about doing it. Like, there's guys, you know um... – I have this, 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 sometimes the guys that are the champions don't know how to tell how they became a champion. They just know how to do the work. And there's some guys that, you know, can do a lot of good teaching that never become the champion. And this isn't a knock on, say, a Cody or a MTF, a, a Mrs. Millsaps there or anything like that. But there's a certain way to get that information out of the lips into the, into the heads of the racers rather than just going, oh, yeah, I've got a number one plate. You grab the gas and do the jumps. Um, it's, it's, it's quite a fine line to make sure you get the inf information across. And that's something you, you must be good at that. You like, you, that's something that you're good at. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's tough too. I like the challenge because every kid learns different. You know, you might have to teach one kid to hit the same corner different than the next kid. So it's, it's cool how you have to adapt to every different kid and all that stuff. And it, uh, it's a good challenge. I enjoy it. Uh, let's step back to uh, Redbud Motocross of Nations last year. Our, our close friend, Jamie Powell, uh, your best buddy. Very entertaining. Um, very entertaining. Um, I miss him at the track, man. I go, I know he's got his own business now, doing very well for himself, but give me a good Jamie Powell story. For those that don't know, Jamie Powell used to ride for MX-101. Him and Austin were best buddies and still are probably, and Jamie's just kind of taking a step back from racing, but... He's got a very good TikTok or Instagram video of him on top of a Porta John falling off last year at Redbud. Um, just a just an all around hilarious guy. Yeah, he really is. And uh, last year, him him and I worked for Team Japan, and he drove the rig to Redbud. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, that was basically like he was supposed to be kind of working, you know, and uh, but. At that race, he may have been intoxicated, but he told Kev if he buys a long nose Pete, he will drive the truck when he is legally able to. 
So uh, that's why Kev went and bought a long nose. So I hope we see him next year, you know, driving a truck for us. Okay. We will be back. That's the goal. But I think the story that I'll have to tell will come from Redbud. And Kev showed Jamie that if you have a headset on, you can walk anywhere and do anything. Jamie was probably 15 twisted tees deep at this point, and we gave him a a headset, and Jamie walked right across the track, (coughs) bikes bikes on the track, he walked over to the leap, stood on the face of the leap, and radioed to Kev Allen and I, and was doing play-by-play from our guy when he jumped into the sand rollers all the way until he hit the finish every single lap, as drunk as can be, and... (laughs) End of the race. End of the race. We're, we're like, Jamie, where are you, bud? No answer. No answer. No answer. Thirty minutes later, he comes running back to the tent, and he's like, I found four milfs. They had my, they had my headset. They loved it. I'm coming to give the rig to her later. <laughs> so we we left intoxicated Jamie there while we all went back to the hotel, and Mitch Tyler, Kev's son, stayed with Jamie. And little did we know that he was going to end up on porta potties. Um, that day, he saw Hayden Halstead, or that night, sorry. Hayden and him have been teammates, been friends. He didn't know who Hayden was. <laughs> so, Jamie had a very good night that night. Good weekend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we actually had to stay the night after Red Bull to let him recoup a little bit to drive home. So. <laughs> That's a weekend that won't be forgot. That is amazing. He is he is a national treasure right there. He really uh, is. He really is. I hope we get him back next year. Yeah, no, I think that's a must now. I believe that, that you guys might might have to strike to race uh, if you don't get Jamie as the driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although we, we might have to get some porta potties away. I, I don't know. We'll have to figure something out there. Uh, that video is out there somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. When you find it, it is a hoot of a laugh. Uh, okay, we're getting close to the end of this thing here, Austin. I'll get you some back. You got work to do. You got money to go make out there and teaching the youth of today. Um, what is the ultimate goal for you in this sport? Obviously, everybody wants to be a champion, but obviously you're humbled. You got a realization it's going to take a lot of work. What's the goal here? Like, where, What are you chasing um, to, to become? What would make you feel... Uh, successful in your motocross career when you when you decided to like you know throw in the towel. Ah, uh, that's a good one, and I don't think I've ever even thought about that to be honest. Um, <laughs> racing wise, I I want to get top fives and you know strive for a podium. Um, but on the back side of it too, I really enjoy helping with the team, and I want to uh, you know help Kevin any way possible when the racing becomes done and maybe step into more than a mechanic role. Um, what that would consist of, I don't know, but I think, you know, an industry job would be cool too. All that stuff. I don't want to leave moto. Uh, it's all I really know. So yeah, that's a great question that I don't really have an answer to, to be honest. I think I like that answer you gave me there. The door is open for many opportunities and it sounds like the work ethic is not going to be an issue with you at all and uh how old are you now 21 21 year old you got lots of time left there man like you said the cool thing about you and in the canadian side of things is like i I mean i've been around a long time so me looking looking through the outside looking in i see a kid who likes to work hard he's very respectful and he goes over and above 
just results on the track. You know, and results are need to get better, or need, not need to get better, but will get better uh, down the road. When you, but looking at it, it's, it's cool to see someone showing the the uh, the sport the respect it deserves. It's hard work. It's not about the ego. It's not always about the results. But if you put in time, you you build relationships and you you showcase that you understand that it's kind of a passion over paycheck. Um, then it can last a long time, and I, you know Kevin Tyler can attest to these things, and Brett Lee's, and and these these Derek Schuster's, and these guys that have been around forever. And it's not these big, huge money-making schemes that get them there. It's it's a passion-driven project, and I think that you have a deep passion within it. I think that's that's uh, unique. Yeah, uh, the work ethic is there, hundred percent. You know, I want it. It's it's there, and it's with that also is the understanding that a lot of this too is not what you know but who you know so making some connections and stuff it's uh helped big time you know the dubok the kefir all that stuff helps so much more than people from the outside see so you know it's cool to be making those connections know those people that obviously all goes through kev and you know it's it's been cool how is uh are you in a relationship or are you uh, on the tinder vibe tinder all day long oh just swiping swiping Wow. Okay. You're traveling the country. You need it. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you stay on the road for the first three? No. Oh. But, you know, if you, you upgrade your Tinder, you can set your location in advance. Yeah. I see. Oh, just like ordering at the McDonald's window. Tell them when you get there. I got yeah. it. I got it. Yeah. Well, hey, for all the ladies might be tuning into this thing, Austin Jones is looking for that significant other for a night or. I wouldn't say looking. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, looking. Okay. You're not looking. You're just kind of. You're eyeballing. You're you're in search. You're. I, it's it's I like scrolling through Kijiji the odd times. Now if a good deal comes up, a good deal comes up. I like it. A great attitude. Well, I awesome man. Congrats on a great weekend, dude. Um, I really wanted to touch base with you. Like I said, this kind of new podcast that I'm doing is going to be sort of talking to the guys that maybe don't get all the hype or but showcase hard work ethic. And um, after that little interview we did on the podcast on Sunday, I knew I wanted to catch up and uh, super pumped for you that how it went on the weekend. Uh, big shout out to KTM Gas Gas Husky and Race Tech Suspension for bringing this Austin Jones uh, check in rider rookie. Rider that did awesome. Rider that rode good. Rider that was just fucking cool uh, from the weekend. Um, I appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll see you this weekend at AMO. I appreciate you're gonna you're gonna help me do some staging on Saturday afternoon. Yes, sir. Ah, you are the you are a good egg. I like that. You are a good egg. Um, all right, buddy. We will see you uh, in I don't know 24 hours or so. And uh, appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate your time, man. And um, we'll be keeping tabs, getting ready for go for. Do you like Gopher? I do. Good. Okay. I do like Gopher. Well, let's get that ramped yeah, up. I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. Okay. Well, I'm excited to watch the 50 do its things. Okay. We'll talk soon. Thanks again, Austin Jones. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much.